Hey, it's Dave. So why doesn't Tesla have investment grade credit ratings? I mean, it's already 2022. Tesla is printing billions and billions of dollars of cash flow. All of their financials are improving. They have insane demand. And yet the global credit rating agencies, S&P and Moody's, still refuse to give Tesla investment grade credit ratings. Now, this is one of the most ridiculous stories, I think, in the investment world today. And this morning, we find out the answer. And the answer is completely ridiculous. And it's actually mind-blowing. So Alexandra Merz actually got an answer from Moody's regarding why they're not upgrading Tesla to investment grade rating. So this is the email reply to Alexandra. They say, thank you for reaching out to us. For, for reference, I copied below our considerations for an upgrade of Tesla. And they have it right here. The considerations are not so much of a quantitative nature, but more qualitative. Importantly, we are looking for a broadening of the company's product lineup. Today, Tesla remains narrowly reliant on primarily two models, albeit highly successful ones. Note also in this respect that one of the models was first introduced in 2017. I don't know what that has to do with it. More concrete prospects for a broader vehicle lineup would be regarded as a positive development in this respect. So the response basically says Tesla has too few uh, models of cars. And that's the main reason why Moody's is not upgrading Tesla to investment grade. Now, this is completely mind-blowing and ridiculous. In their press release back in January 24th, they basically explain a little bit. They say the ratings could be upgraded if Tesla successfully expands its global footprint, maintains a strong competitive global presence as other automakers offer an increasing number of battery electric models and improve its product's breadth. All right, so what's going on here? Why doesn't Moody's give Tesla an investment grade credit rating? So the main reason appears appears not to be so much quantitative, but actually qualitative. In other words, they're claiming that Tesla narrowly is reliant on primarily two models, which is the Model 3 and the Model Y. And they're seeing a threat, right? Other automakers, they're offering an increasingly larger number, right, of battery electric vehicles. And thus, Tesla needs to improve its product breadth, the number of models that Tesla offers in order to compete. In my opinion, this is actually crazy reasoning. You see, you ignore all the numbers, you ignore all the financials, you ignore the demand that Tesla has, you ignore their cash flow, and you ignore the growth that Tesla is experiencing and you claim that Tesla doesn't have enough models. So when has it become the job of these credit rating agencies to determine right how many models right an auto company has and to factor that into their credit ratings? It's absurd in my opinion. Another reason why this line of reasoning by Moody's is absurd in my opinion is because this is actually an intentional strategy by Elon Musk to not have too many models of cars. You see, if you have too many models, or for example, if you have 10 or 20 or even 30 different types of cars that you have to produce, it actually adds a lot of complexity in the supply chain. You have different parts, you have different supply chains, you have different designs and engineering teams all involved. This actually slows innovation and it slows the improvements. It's much better to actually to have fewer models of cars, but to make those models better and faster over time. And that's why you see Tesla's cars actually improving so fast. And that's another reason why you see these old OEM cars, like let's say the Camry or the Accord, they're just not improving very fast over time. Also, there's no need for Tesla to introduce lower price, newer models right now when they have a hard time just keeping up with the demand for their current models. And further, Tesla having few models is actually one of the most bullish signs for Tesla's future. It's not a negative sign like Moody implies because it shows actually that Tesla is not just competitive, but they're killing it with the competition. For example, in California, Tesla is selling the first and the second 
best-selling cars in the whole state, right? And this is just with their current lineups. And it shows also that there's a ton of room for massive growth with future lower-priced vehicles from Tesla or future FSD tech, for example, robotaxis. Worst of all, with the email reply from Moody's, it's showing that Moody's is letting their quote-unquote qualitative bias hurt Tesla and Tesla investors. You see, they should just let the numbers and the demand determine Tesla's qualitative positioning rather than interject their personal bias right against Tesla. They should let the numbers of Tesla determine the financial strength and condition of Tesla and use that as the main factor to determine investment-grade credit ratings, not their personal bias against Tesla's, let's say, number of models that they have. There's no reason, absolutely no reason for Tesla not to have investment-grade credit rating right now. Here's a quick look on Tesla's credit rating history. So in the bigger picture, there are some funds and pension funds that can't invest in companies that don't have investment-grade credit ratings. This is actually quite important. And despite having stellar financials, Tesla still hasn't been given investment-grade credit rating. Back in October of 2021, the S&P Global Ratings upgraded Tesla to BB+. This is one step below investment grade. And then in January of 2022 this year, Moody's upgraded Tesla to BA1, which is one step below investment grade as well. So it's been over a half a year since Moody's upgrade, and it's been almost a year since the S&P Global Ratings upgrade, and yet both agencies refuse to give Tesla investment grade credit rating. Now let's look at Tesla's financials. Now this is something they should be looking at more closely in my opinion, because if you look at this um, net income gap and non-gap, this is just increasing rapidly is doubling basically and doubling again and tesla is making billions of dollars of gap and non-gap income also if you look at their adjusted ebitda their adjusted ebitda has grown from basically less than two billion dollars to four to five billion dollars per quarter so let's look at their operating cash flow less capital expenditures so this is basically right their cash flow less capital expenditures now this has gone up from basically you know less than a billion or two to basically right over two billion the last few quarters. Last quarter was slightly lower because we know that Shanghai shutdown actually hurt right their cash flow a lot. But if you look at their cash position too, it's very strong. We'll go into more details with this. Tesla has been spending a lot of money to repay and pay down their recourse debt. So at the end of Q1 2021, if you look at total recourse debt long term, they had about four billion dollars of recourse debt. But fast forward to June 30th, 2022, if you look at their long-term recourse debt, you'll see that they only have $52 million of recourse debt. This makes Tesla's debt position absolutely flawless and thus making Tesla's balance sheet very, very strong. So in summary, Tesla's paid down their long-term recourse debt from $4 billion in Q1 of 2021 to basically $0.05 billion at the end of Q2 2022. While in the same period, they've actually increased their cash position from $17 billion to $18.3 billion. Now this is remarkable and it shows that Tesla is in an absolutely fantastic financial condition. Now on top of this, Tesla is actually growing stronger. See, Tesla is showing extremely strong demand and pricing power in light of inflation, right? And rocky economic times. They're still growing and guiding for 50% unit growth year over year and in the foreseeable future. They have gross margins, operating margins, and profits all improving and improving very rapidly. And so the question is, why don't they have investment grade credit rating by now. And it comes down to the excuse, right? So-called 
qualitative reasoning. It basically means they have some type of bias against Tesla. They want Tesla to have more vehicles than the Model S, the Model X, right, the Model 3, and the Model Y. And yet, even though Tesla is working and they are going to release the semi and the Cybertruck and future cars in the future, for Moody's, that's not enough. They want an expanded lineup right now. My question is, what does that have to do with Tesla's credit ratings? Everything in Tesla's financials are showing a fantastically executing company with a super strong balance sheet, growing demand, growing cash flow, and operating margins. Everything is showing that this company deserves an investment grade credit rating, yet Moody's refuses to give it to Tesla. So the question is, where is this bias coming from? It's obviously not coming from the numbers, right? It's not coming from their financials, their cash balance statement. It's not coming from their improving right, operating margins, improving revenue. They're improving growth rate. It's not coming from the actual demand that's out there for Tesla's cars, right? Tesla's able to increase their pricing and still hold the demand. Everything about Tesla's company is fantastic in terms of the credit ratings approach, yet these credit rating agencies take this so-called excuse of qualitative reasoning. Like, it makes no sense at all. So Moody's has put themselves in a corner. They're claiming that Tesla needs to expand their product lineup before they give investment grade credit rating. So will Moody's really wait one more year until the Cybertruck comes out to upgrade Tesla's credit rating to investment grade? Now, if they do that, that's just absolutely horrendous. I mean, this is one of the worst stories I've heard in recent history in the investment world. For a credit rating agency like Moody's to give such a shallow a reasoning and a reasoning that doesn't even make sense regarding um, credit ratings. Anyways, hope this video has been hopeful. If it has, good like and subscribe. All my videos can be found as an audio podcast as well. Just search for Dave Lee on investing in your favorite podcast player. I'm also on Twitter at HeyDave7. All right, we'll see you guys in my next video. Thanks.